0: Welcome back everyone to Creator Economics. Today's guest is one of the most unique creators I think I've ever stumbled upon. Blake and I talk about this a little bit on previous podcasts, but the rise of VTubers is something that is so incredibly fascinating to Blake and I that we wanted to have Code Miko on. If you haven't seen her on Twitch, you need to check her out. Her streams are next level. She creates her own environment. She's created her own characters. Happy to bring you this episode with the technician or code Miko. Enjoy. The first question I think we should just start with is just kind of explaining, you know, yourself as the technician and then also like who is code Miko and how did this all start?
1: Gotcha. Okay. So, um, I'm technician. Um, and I basically have a background in research and development and, um, I mainly research on live animation and it was for production to be for like animation studios, um, et cetera. But I thought that that should really be for live streaming platform. It would just make more sense. And so um, we, our team got laid off and when I was without a job, I was like, you know, it's perfect time to try to venture on something that I've wanted to do for a long time, which was basically VTubing, but you know, with my own twist to it, right? and um that's when i came up with code miko who was an npc video game character who failed to be in video games because she's so scuffed and glitchy that she decided to try out Twitch streaming and um i was also like a game developer hobbyist um so I like the thought of having like an excuse to build like various types of genres of games and for her to like visit those genres of games and have chat interactivity uh in each of those genres of games and um you know how just have this like hybrid of like live animation mixed with gameplay mixed with live streaming and um creates fun chaos out of it what,
0: what you just explained <laughs> is like so many different positions all like mixed into one like yeah. how, how big is your team and like what what is everyone working on or is it just you
1: it started off as just me um and then i would basically my schedule was weird where i would um wake up at 2 a.m and then stream sorry 2 a.m and then dev till 12 p.m stream at twelve thirty, and then get around to 9 p.m and then i would sleep and then I would wake up at 2 a.m., and then I would dev, and then that, that went on for a while until, like, December. Around December when I actually, like, grew really fast. Um, I had, like, 200, 300 viewers, and then in December, I, like, grew to, like, 10,000. And then, um, you know, when you grow that fast, all these other things start happening. Like, your inbox starts getting filled with, like business questions and then you don't know how to talk to like big sponsors and then that's when you start like getting a manager and an agent and then you start delegating your tasks and then you figure out oh shoot i am i'm like a what they call like an influencer now right and then so then you have to think about your social medias your instagram your twitter and your youtube and then basically when that happened i all of a sudden i had no more time left and that's when i was like okay i need to build like like a team like a team like of engineer uh animator um character modeler uh, rigger, animator and um yeah so that's currently my team
2: wow that's amazing and and do you currently so is that like five or six people full-time that are working on this or a lot of those Mm part-time as well
1: it's it's a lot of this contract a lot of it my senior engineer is like part-time and um, I'm actually looking for another engineer to help him out. And um, a lot of it is just what am I currently making, and I will just I have a roster of people that I can reach out to and hire them contracts. Since since I'm not con- like since I don't always need an animator, I need an animator for very specific things, or I I would need a character model for very specific things. Yeah, yeah. That, that
2: makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And. I I guess taking a step back, I I mean, what you do is like incredible to watch from a viewing experience because you will also show like the technician and you know Miko side of this. But the piece that is crazy to me is you're wearing like this, or like you have this really expensive rig. It seems like, but Mm -hmm. like, like how much actually went into like your actual setup and was there like a crazy amount of risk in theory in the beginning when you were buying that initial (laughs) setup like it seems like you have a crazy costume or a suit that you wear and then i don't even know what else but maybe you could just talk a little bit about that and and what gave you the conviction to to believe and buy all that stuff in the beginning
1: um i was kind of i was kind of crazy i think (laughs) um but you know i really wanted to try it i thought I mean, I, I know Twitch is, like, really brutal, but I've never seen someone do what I've done on stream before. So I was like, you know, it's unique enough that maybe it'll work out. I never expected this many viewers, though. I thought maybe I would peak at 1,000, and I would be happy with that. Um, but I basically uh, put down around 20 grand uh, for the suit, for my computers, for my, you know, other setup. And then um, on the... the the hardest part about it was um, I was also like tied up to a lease in you know in LA, and I moved closer to my work. But basically, my like when I got laid, I had the apartment for just four months, so I had eight months left, and um, I couldn't like it was like two grand a month to live here. I wasn't making any money, um, and then I decided to spend another twenty grand on trying to make it on Twitch. Um, and I started like really working on it in January, like my project, and then I became live in March and the March, right? Um, and I wasn't making anything uh, that would pay. Like I wasn't making enough money to pay rent until like June and July, what? and then yeah.
0: So just I, I I'm so fascinated by like just your your different types of streams. Can you talk a little bit about like what goes on behind the scenes? Like how most streamers just like turn on their PC, they're like playing League of Legends, they're playing Fortnite, but now you have this team, you have this this virtual creator. Can you explain like what goes on just to prepare to like get ready for a Twitch stream?
1: Yeah. Um a lot of things have already been set up, so it it like prior Um, So it doesn't take too much. It's just really about me getting into my mocap suit. Um, The helmet is always a little bit, you know, it is adjusted, but you still kind of have to adjust a little bit of it, right? And then um, you have your face cam, um, and then you, you know, you open up your engine, you run your level. um, Because I use NDI, I run that too. And then, um, and and that's about it. It's mostly just, you know, Putting my suit on, sure, making sure I pee before, <laughs> and then um, it doesn't really take long, maybe twenty minutes, to for wow. me to get ready enough to hit stream.
2: And 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 then actually, I guess like because you're also building the environments that you're you're streaming in with like as well. Like I I I've, from when I've watched your streams, a lot mm-hmm. of them are interviews and things like that and and i imagine from your side you're trying to think about how to make these more interactive and like oh yeah uh, and actually building these uh, like are you actually i mean because i from my perspective it seems like you're putting in so much work into like the actual Mm -hmm. design and development of these rooms and yourself like can you talk a little bit about that and what goes into that side too
1: yeah so um the rooms themselves are actually like before uh i had my team the rooms and the assets that i've used are actually just from the marketplace Um, epic store has like an incredible marketplace for you to just buy assets and props that you can use in your own game indie games and so that was like my resource for um things like you know things that you don't necessarily need to uh, put time in right like nowadays modeling or animation assets you can easily get from the marketplace so it's not um it's a it's a huge time saver and money saver as well um when it comes to engineering like her mocap and her interactivity the game functions all all those things had to be engineered and customized by me um and now though i have like an environment artist where um if I'm like creating a new scene, I'll describe him exactly like what I want, and then he'll start making it. We'll go back and forth. Um, I'll direct him on it, and um, then like the environment gets finished, I bring it to stream. Then I have my senior engineer now, who um, you know we strategized like what the new things are gonna be, what the new interactivity is gonna be for this environment. Like who are who are our guests. Um, and I'll work with him on get setting up like the interactivity part. And then with the mocap and the Miko stuff, when it comes to engineering, that's all like no one else can do that only I can do that so I'll take charge on um, you know making sure that her, her mocap's working right, uh, figuring out like new techniques because right now we're playing with IK and FK for Mocap. Um, and just additional things for Miko will all be done by me. So that's oh. that's kind of like how um we've been doing it recently.
0: It's amazing. You <laughs> you've grown like you've grown so quickly on Twitch. Like what do you credit that with? Do you think it's because it's you're tapping into this new space that is still undersaturated? Like what what do you think is the reason why people are just gravitating towards your Twitch channel right now?
1: I think cuz it's so wacky. <laughs> it's so wacky and there isn't from what I've seen that I haven't really seen any channel that is kind of like mine so uniqueness I think um, helps you stand out a lot and um, but on top of it you can't like I think uh, I think it's because yeah uniqueness because people haven't really seen it seen a stream like mine before and um, Miko herself is kind of like her personality is like very strong she's got a very strong personality and that it's very distinct and unique and you know it's kind of annoying but um it's still like it's still uh what's the word it's still very um i i had english is like my second language so i'm trying <laughs> to i know the korean word for it but i can't figure out that English word for her, but it's like she's very like bright, like as in like highlighted, like mm-hmm. it's because her personality is so like um Yeah, very very strong. bubbly
2: and, and like unique in, in the context of when you're watching it you you just like i think people are just engaged it it is just really unique
1: and and she's also just really loud
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm curious from that side like how do you think about separating even your own personalities between the technician maybe your own Mm
1: -hmm. just
2: like you as a person and then miko as well like how like how do you compartmentalize all of that stuff
1: um because miko is like i put all of my because me, myself, is kind of really reserved. So I, I put all of my wacky side to Code Miko. And I just- I have like the freedom to be kind of crazy with her. And I'm the number one thing that I enjoy when I'm like streaming as Miko. I can um, really show like the crazy side of myself that I'm usually not showing. And um, I just like- uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to be cringe either. So um, I think it just letting whatever I wanna say or whatever she wants to do, she just kinda does. So yeah.
0: So I, I think like one fascinating thing for me early on is that you chose to show your identity. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of virtual creators and even like faceless I'll say faceless creators like Dream and Corpse who people really don't know what they look like and still don't to this day did that decision was that a decision you made pretty early on that like you wanted people to know who was behind this character or was it something that you weren't really too sure on it's a, it's a kind of like walk us through like that process
1: yeah um i think that i didn't i wasn't ever really gonna show my face but then it, people in the chat kept telling me that i was a 40 year old man <laughs> and then I, I was like dude i'm and then I, I think at some point i was like i'm sick of telling people i'm not a 40 year old man but um but then i also thought like um when i when i watch other vtubers and stuff y- you do wonder like who's who's actually like the character right and i i think like anonymity is like also really good when it comes to vtubing because it it like makes the character really believable if you if you're good at that right and um but on the other hand i think it's also there's one thing about showing your face that gives you a bit where it's like people know who's behind like the vtuber and i think it's for some reason i don't know why but like when it comes to dream or corpse they're not animated vtubers right they're not animated Mm -hmm. characters they're just kind of like like pictures and so a lot of it is kind of left to your imagination um for, for some reason like then i don't really like wonder like if it's like a forty if it's like someone like creepy or like i don't know i don't exactly know what it is but then with like the 3d animation vtubers because they're kind of like because you feel you feel like they're more real i guess um it feels like I, i'm not actually sure but for me um I wanted to show my face because I felt like the audience could connect with me a bit more um, than if I were just to have me go on. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely. I kind of ramble
1: there. I don't know if any of that made any sense.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, it made it made a lot of sense to me. I I, I think I, I I personally watching your stream and seeing both sides, like, and having the parallel view or side by side view is it's really interesting to just be like, wow, okay, that's what's going into this. And mm-hmm. uh, you sort of like break the fourth wall and now you're like, this is actually me doing this and uh, or it's the technician doing this. And, and even the technician seems like the technician has a, a, a role or a character within the, the universe as well. So I think mm-hmm. you've done a really interesting job of balancing all of that.
1: Thank you. I also think like when you show your face, you kind of, it kind of helps like other people that wants to reach out to you feel kind of more connected because they know exactly who they're reaching out to, um, but at the same time though, like anonymity like with VTubing is also smart as well because you know you can just be the character and not have your personal life get influenced. You know, influenced you know your your project, your creation, your VTuber and stuff like that. So. Um, it's like, it's like positives in both ways, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, al- it allows the person behind the scenes to have a normal life instead of being this like celebrity content creator that maybe can't go out in public because they continue to get bothered. But it also gives you this massive persona online mm-hmm. where now you can build like this unique character that can live across worlds. So that's why it's like, so. it's so fascinating to us. Have you thought about where this potentially goes. Do you think you'll build out more characters? Do you ever foresee like recasting Code Miko or do you think you'll always play that specific character?
1: Oh, that's a really interesting question. I mean, yeah, I actually want to um so like I'm build I'm building like a whole like interactive world for her, right? That has that's going to have more games and stuff like that. Um I kind of want to have like my avengers team for when it comes to like streaming where they all live in that same world and so they're all different game characters um and i imagine like you know they'll have like this like all like have the interactivity and the and the game is built and then they themselves will be like their own content creators and um one could be like from an fps game and you know that youtuber will have like a certain type of personality that's different from like a character from the sims you know and so i, I want to build it out more so that there's more uh characters inside her world and yeah more more of her friends that she can like network with That's
0: really and have on her stream about.
1: Yeah, and collaborate yeah. together. You know. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, you can almost build out your own like metaverse. Yeah. And have your own specific characters that, and you could you could do it the easier way is like you start it out as like a book, mm-hmm. or as like some type of cartoon, and then you have your character plus another character, and then all of a sudden that character has a Twitch channel, and then you yeah. like you introduce new characters in this other ecosystem, and then you bring them to life on Twitch. It's it's a it's a really unique model that I think we're gonna see in the future of vtubers and just like building out original ip and then like using it to maybe start an anime or start like a a tv show i just think that's like the next evolution of where this is going to go once the creators realize like how big this opportunity can actually be
1: i agree yeah um i call it the Mm meekoverse
0: yeah I, I think when i
2: there was a stream i was watching when when you sort of like went into the third person view for the first time uh mm. like i guess saw that clip and that sort of just like blew my mind when you start walking around because like for for so much of the time like i would only just seen you in like sitting in front of the the desk as, as code miko and then you stand up and start walking around and there's like this full apartment or whatever yeah. i'm like oh my gosh this is this is crazy <laughs> and that was like for me when it clicked is like wow there's actually like a game that can be made here, and yeah. uh, that that seems just like there's endless potential as you start to think about all of that. So I, I'm really curious to see how all of that plays out because it, it the, like the potential is really endless there. Like you can you can really create a whole new Mikoverse, as you said.
1: Yeah, um, and the, I that's the part that I'm the most excited about is like creating those games that. You know where she will because right now she is an npc in a side of game world but you know it takes time to make like games and stuff like that right so it's hard to be a game developer and be a streamer and do everything on the plate but you know i'm slowly getting to the point where it's like i really want to push that whole like like game world side more and um and move slowly away from like the interview side like Funny enough, as I did the interview, I decided to do certain interviews so that I could have more time to dev bigger things, um, but what ended up happening is my interview content made me bigger, and then it caused me to not have any, any more dev time, because now I have to do other more important things, um, but yeah, it, it's funny how it like went that way. <laughs>
0: Do you, do you but, think you'll yeah. eventually look into, like, building a video game that Code Miko, like, lives in as, like, the main character?
1: Um, not a video game, per se.
2: I, I'm curious on the, you know, the interview side has obviously become a big piece of it. Is there any, like, if you could have any guests in the world, like, have you thought about that as, like, who your dream guest would be on, on like, your show?
1: Conan O'Brien. Okay, Conan O'Brien. Okay, I am. All right, a let's huge see if we Blink, set it Conan up. Yeah, let's see if
2: let's see if we can get the Conan <laughs> O'Brien. There we go. Elon
1: Musk. Oh, <laughs> there um, you
2: go. Elon Obama. Musk might be. You,
0: I you, think you. I think Elon would actually be into it, right? Yeah, really? Elon seems more likely yeah. than
2: than any of the three you just mentioned. Just purely yeah, off to like, totally right. I feel like he might actually watch your stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can you guys call him up for me? <laughs> I'll, I, I'll yeah, see what I got can do. Speed dial, you <laughs> know? Just, yeah. yeah, just text him. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I'll just text him after this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you? I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about branding because you mentioned, like, uh, as you started blowing up, that you were getting brand deals and, and and companies were starting to talk to you. Have you Have you worked with a lot of brands? And, and what does that look like? Are they just integrating into your Twitch content right now?
1: So we're just starting to wrap up deals and stuff. So. Um, but usually, it's kind of like because um, uh, Miko has, like, Miko, like Miko, her concept can provide more than just social banners or just shoutouts and stuff like that. And so, um, there's like integrations that uh, she can do that's like more interactive with chat. There's more engagement. Um, when it comes to my stream and engagement, it's it's. I think that's one of the strongest. Things about my channel is that my my chat is very engaged with what's going on in the stream, and um, an interactivity aspect of it helps that. And so, like when it comes to sponsorships, like or brand deals, like that's I think the most appealing thing about um, working with Comico is that I provide like ways for they can have their product be more like stand out. Um, Rather than just like a social banner,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, a brand could could really like ask you to build out a whole environment plus a unique skin character skin that lives well, in that environment. Well, are you guys are you guys working towards that?
1: Um, no, nothing where they have, they have an entire environment because I think like that's too much, right? Like Miko has <laughs> to have her like, her own brand identity and stuff. And even when it comes to clothing, like like a company. Fully designing her clothes, where she's she has to wear some brand for the whole whole month. It's a little bit because uh, we need to keep her her like her unique brand look, um, but more in the lines of like um, I, I don't want to give like specific examples because
0: have <laughs> you know, I, 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 I haven't, yeah, but
1: I but more like like let's say there's a company that made chairs or that made uh mouse keyboard things, right? So like props. Like props is really easy to swap out. Um making little miniature games with those props. Um making chat hit Miko in the face with those props. Um making chat you know rain in their environment with those props. Um things that just are you know that are interactive but it doesn't completely like um over over overcome like her her stream setup
2: yeah you you touched on something that's really interesting there that we we haven't really covered but like by being in those virtual environments you're able to unlock a lot more of this interactive side where Mm -hmm. the chat actually can be involved and you're very good at throwing up polls of like press one or two or whatever it might be to cause things to happen like I'm I'm just curious from your end. How do you think about all of that? And like, because you you have some really strong advantages of that other creators might not have by bringing in this interactive piece. So how do you just think about like even thinking about these, these ideas of what to do? Like I remember uh, like early on you, you were doing stuff around like if you donated, uh, then like you would explode. You know, or like oh, the, yeah. those pieces. <laughs> um, so like how, like maybe just talk a little bit about that piece and how you think about being in this virtual world. What stuff you can unlock. That you obviously couldn't do in, in like the, the physical world.
1: Uh, well since you're in a virtual world, you literally can make and do anything, right? So that you can let your imagination just go everywhere. And for me, like I I have a very ping ponging brain. I just think of random stuff and I'm like, oh that's cool, let's try it. And if it works, keep it. If it doesn't work, throw it away, right? So um it, actually, if you look at my menu, nothing is cohesive. Like nothing really makes sense. Like there is no theme, and that's because like I basically created a bunch of things that I thought was fun, um, tried them out, and if it worked, I kept it. If it didn't work, I threw it away. Um, and um, for me, the the pipeline has always been like, just think of whatever you think is funny that chat would like, try it out, and if it works great if it doesn't eh, you know
0: so i i want it <clears throat> i want to talk about about this a little bit and i think we have a real big problem on twitch right now with just cyberbullying in general and especially like females in gaming have you had to deal with this um probably out of a lot of circumstances you have uh, but do you think like being a vtuber is a little easier or harder when it comes to just cyberbullying? because i just know like when i go on go on twitch and just like read chats i mean there's still a lot of negativity around females in gaming is this something that you have to deal with
1: yeah funny enough vtuber actually i have less comments but that's misogynistic as a vtuber um why why do you think that is hmm I guess it's not as fun to make fun of a real robot Uh, (laughs) i I like a a a, a fake fake first person than a real person um i uh, when it comes to like uh, i have to like every female streamer has dealt with like misogynistic comments right on the twitch chat um I recently just had a stream with a girl to talk about you know um, violence towards women and I think twitch uh, a majority of my audience is like you know um, is with the times and stuff like that but I was really surprised because so we were just talking about um, violence towards women because of what happened in um, the massage parlors right and the comments that i read in chat was you know like oh uh so they're saying to they're saying all guys are bad or they would be like so they're basically saying this one guy was like saying they're saying kill all men um like all these when we were just talking about like violence towards women and it was just like you know, or, like, rape and stuff like that. You know, sexual harassment. Um, there was... All, I was really surprised to see almost, like... It was almost, like, every other line was, like... Oh, men are victims, too. Or... I mean, that's all true, but... It doesn't help the conversation. Right? So... Um, yeah, I think, I, I think there's still some work to be done when it comes to having like uh, the community of twitch most of the community of twitch is not toxic but there's definitely some chunks that are a bit surprisingly a bit more toxic than i would have imagined
2: <laughs> yeah it's super unfortunate like just mm-hmm. I, I this overall twitch and i mean the internet in a lot of ways is, is like that and it's it's super unfortunate i, I i'm Commend you for just continuing to do what you're doing. And uh, I mean, I think I mean your stream is incredibly entertaining And so uh, I I would be very bummed if you ever stopped doing it for any other reason like you would just didn't want to do it but uh, I'm curious I guess just like maybe taking one further step back like when you're thinking about the future of all of this, uh, do you think there is going to be a piece where you do rotate yourself out, and that like what, what we touched on before, where you might have someone else play Code Miko at some point, or no?
1: Oh no, I think it'd be too obvious. That's not me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, it. I think that only works if like your character doesn't have much personality, or your character is so such a care such a caricature. That like because it's so exaggerated and such a caricature that you can swap someone out right like Kermit the Frog like no one will notice if it's a different actor with the same voice right um but when it comes to like Code Miko because a lot of like her how she acts and her stories and stuff are like comes from me personally that I think that's hard to just like people will notice if I, if I get someone else, you know, and I tell them to act like me, you know?
0: Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah. That, that's going to be like the, the issue of sustainability. I think in all of this is like, is there a world where VTubers can sub people in and out while still staying consistent to who that character really is? Because be, I, I, I just truly believe that's where this gets interesting for like Nickelodeon, Disney, like all these big media companies and like acquiring new IP. Like you said, it's like, it's easy to switch Kermit out if you can find someone that does that voice, right? So I think, I think all yeah. these VTubers need to figure out like, okay, where do I think this is going to be in 10 years? And do I think I'm gonna always be this person? Because I think if, if VTubers are trying to build like what you said, like this, um, what'd you call it? the Not can a metaverse, the, the, thank you. If you're <laughs> trying to build that, Uh, Then you have to figure out how it like lives on past you being that character. That's where I think this will be interesting to see like, and it'll come, a time will come like when a VTuber is going to be like, I need to transition someone else in. And that's when I think we'll find out, does it work or doesn't it work? Like, are people upset or are they okay with it?
1: I mean, I think for scripted content, it'd be much easier to just swap out actors and stuff. When it comes to live Mm -hmm. streaming, it is a little bit trickier um, because you, you are playing like as a character but you're still yourself um, and it's kind of it's, it is difficult to replicate that into, unless you're a very scripted live streamer um I think like when it comes to Miko like I don't always have to play Miko right I can kill Miko <laughs> like kill off Miko and yeah. have a whole story thing where she literally dies it's kind of morbid but 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 then like I've make another character you know who i play who has a different persona um so stuff like that could happen i think more <laughs> than like me getting a different person to play Komiko, um or i could just be like uh comigo is um is is, is retired <laughs> and no longer wants to stream on twitch but she's got a friend and then i could just have like a friend you know, play another yeah. different types of VTuber, tuber, um, but who knows? Like, I think like there's a there's a way where you can actually like you can come up with a story as well where like you know Konmiko is gonna get upgraded, she's gonna lose all of her memory and mm-hmm. um, become. Yeah. Have, we'll have still have the same backstory. Um will still look similarly, but um, her memory's wiped. So here's a new actor. You know.
0: What, what are you currently focused on right now outside of just Twitch? Like, are you focused on your YouTube strategy? Are you focused across, like, what am I doing on different social platforms? Like, where, where's most of your focus outside of Twitch at the moment?
1: My startup. <laughs> <laughs> your startup, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but, other than that, YouTube. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is taking a little bit of time to get because uh, for instagram you kind of for how to have a successful vtuber instagram you need a way to have her be able to be in different environments swap clothes etc in a very efficient way and um we're currently in the process of making that super efficient so that we can get like daily posts of her you know and like be photoshop photoshop but photo shoot like um type posts that You know all the other instagram influencers do um and then we're kind of we're not really working on tiktok so i would say mostly it's youtube and then we're gonna soon go into instagram and um kind of just one step one step at a time
0: we're excited to watch i i what do you think the next like three years look like for you personally? Is it just continuing to evolve this character? I know we talked earlier in the podcast about potential new characters. Like, do you have a roadmap or are you just taking this a day at a time?
1: I have, I do have a roadmap. Um, and I think, like, my first roadmap is, like, by the end of this year, make it very clear that she's a game character living inside a game world, which means that um, focus... I'm focusing way more on building game-like stuff um, than, you know, collaborative content when it comes to debbing. Um, that's for the end of this year. I think, like, for la- for the next three years. Um, in terms of go, honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, like, I'm not sure exactly after this year of like what new thing i want to tackle um i do eventually want her to like her dream her want her goal is to be part of a triple a game and so um if that could happen at the end of three years that'd be awesome because i've also wanted to do like a a thing where um she's part of a triple a game and she goes you know, and the like goes on an adventure or whatever in that AAA game, and then her stream is more like her talking about um, what that was like inside the game, you know? So kind of like how um, when you watch an Avengers movie, you've got Robert Downey Jr. and all the actors being able to talk about, you know, what it was like playing this role at certain times, and, um, you know, I I think that would be super cool, something like that.
0: Yeah, I I think, I'm curious that we... Or why we haven't seen more like tentpole IP try and be recreated as as VTubers on Twitch and YouTube? And you just mentioned Marvel. I think that's like an easy tie-in to like how do you create this iconic Marvel character who now like lives on Twitch as they build up for this movie release? Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to see if we see any larger media companies kind of push into that. I think yeah. the hardest part becomes like time of the talent. So if it's like, if it is Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man as that VTuber, like they're gonna have to figure out some other person that maybe potentially sounds like him that can play that character. I also think like it, it'll be interesting to see who plays in that space. Yeah. Because it's, it's so interesting from a fan engagement perspective to be live with that digital character.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I know we're running out of time. We appreciate you coming on. Hopefully this was helpful. We'll link everything for Code Nico down below guys if you wanna check her out. Uh, when do you, do you have a schedule that you stream?
1: yeah i stream usually around like 12 p.m to 1 p.m that's when i start and then i end like five six ish
0: yeah and that's every day
1: wednesday to sunday
0: wednesday to sunday awesome Mm -hmm. so if you want to check her out there's her schedule thanks for thanks for joining us